With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi villains, welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Uh, just wanted to get cracking really, I suppose, on scouting series that transfer stuff because uh, it's been a pretty barren period for me. I haven't gotten an awful lot out in regards to some of the rumours that have happened over the last two weeks. Um, but just wanted to get, get cracking and wanted to start here as well as I get hearing of my entrance music is still playing in the background. So let's kill that entrance music. I don't know how that continued to happen in the background but um yes just wanted to get back on the horse again with regards to some of the transfer rumors that were out there and i uh, wanted to come and i wanted to chat to you today about man about manuel Ugarte from um uh, sporting club de portugal and uh, somebody that uh, i wanted to talk an awful lot about there's been a lot of fanfare about him during the course of this this season uh last season also as well he started to catch the eye of an awful lot of uh, european commentators this season obviously with sporting's very very good run in uh, in Europe, um, he has caught the eye even more. As somebody I just wanted to look at, and as always, before we go any further with regards to these scouting series and these transfer um, transfer podcasts, will he sign for Aston Villa? I have not a notion. Um, a lot of the information that's coming out is that Sporting were going to want big money for him, good money for him. Sporting have been kind of caught up today with, with, with a little bit of an investigation to do with uh, tax avoidance and stuff like that. So um, I don't know what the situation is with that. It's just breaking literally five minutes before I came on to do this today. Um, but will Villa sign him? I don't know. And um, Will the money be too rich for Aston Villa? I don't know. Are Aston Villa being used as a bargaining chip with regards to Manuel Lugarte in this in this, um, 
in this situation, I don't know either. So um, just wanted to preface that. But let's look at the player because the player is quite an interesting type of player. Um, he's really His numbers are actually outstanding, to be honest with you. And when we look at them, you will see why. Um, uh, but it, it's always, as you say, as I always say, should I say, with regards to these podcasts, it's always about finding out more about the player themselves in the event that we can pick and choose types or uh, idiosyncrasies or little traits that maybe Aston Villa through their scouting department or Unai Emery are looking to sign for this club going forward into the transfer window itself. So uh, for those of you who don't know who the player is, um, as I said, he is a uh, he, he's um, playing for a sporting um uh, Sporting Club de Portugal or Sporting Lisbon, as a, a lot of people will know them, know, know them as. Uh, it, it, that is not what the name of their club is. Um, they just happen to be based in Lisbon. So I was, I've been, and you guys, anybody who watches the pod, this podcast will know, I was roundly, um, how would I put it, uh, told this uh, not to call them Sporting Lisbon previously. So that's why I'm going out of my way um, to do that. But uh, he's a 22 year old Uruguayan. Uh, defensive midfielder uh, clocks in anywhere between 5'11 and 6 foot is uh, are the are the heights that I've seen um joined sporting in 2021 has played 15 games for them and has not scored a league goal for them yet but he joined them from Falamalcao um in the Portuguese league and uh, he made his debut actually really really young he made his debut um as a 16 year old for Phoenix in uh, the Uruguayan league and he went on to play 53 games for them um, prior to moving to Portugal and uh, and subsequently on to Sporting uh, Club de Portugal. He's eight caps for Uruguay as well. Um, as I say, born in Montevideo, he uh, is somebody that has, I suppose, uh, caught the eye very young um, as a player within Uruguay and moved to European football, as a lot of South Americans do, to the Portuguese league, to cut their teeth in European football and probably would be looking to move on, if not this season, certainly probably the season after, um, to try and get uh, a big move to a big club, like so many people do uh, when they do move from Portugal, from whether it be from Porto, from Benfica, or from Sporting Club de Portugal as well. So let's take a little look at him here and see what he brings to the table. So this is what he looks like. Uh, I'm not going to to um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it here, but he does look like a mean a mean type of defensive midfielder. Even you just look at him, you look at his face there. I would imagine that uh, you know you're going to get a, a snarl out of him. Um, more often than not, he does have that dogged, dogged uh, ability to be able to to break down play. But um, while he is a defensive midfielder, and while a lot of people will will look at him and think he's going to be a person who's going to put his foot in the ball first, he is quite a transitional player from the point of view is, uh, of, of of progression. He likes to carry the ball forward. Um, he is quite good technically, but. You know, the things that jump right off the page for him are his tackling abilities or his abilities to be able to intercept. And his engine is like, you you, you think of John McGinn. John McGinn is a fantastic engine. People can say what they like about John McGinn within this team. But Ugarte's in, um, uh, engine is is a level above that. He's got, he's got like, he can run for days and days and days. He's absolutely fantastic. But... As I said, he's he is a defensive midfielder. He's also well developed technically. He's also well de developed tactically. He knows how to fit in specifically with this sporting 
um, with this sporting uh, setup under uh, Ruben Almerim, who we've looked at previously, this high press, this high high octane type of uh, of, of tactic of of setup that they play there as well. Um, you know, the, the the this guy is born to press the ball at at two levels of, of the football field or three levels, I suppose, really, because when he does go forward, he just transitions into terrier mode when he is forward. So. His ability to be able to carry the ball into the attacking third as well is quite evident when you look at him too, and we will see that again when we look at some of the um, at some of the the statistics that we have for him. But he is, um, yeah, he's a very very balanced player. Is what I'm going to say about him. Really balanced player from what I've seen. Um, I watched three of his games there over the last two nights. Um, watched four of his games. Sorry, I watched back. Uh, um, I watched. Um, oh gosh, it escapes me. I watched two games in in, in the league. Uh, one against Benfica, one against Porto, because I wanted to see what it was like from from that point of view. What it was like from that point of view playing against the top teams with within um, within Portugal, and um, also then uh, I looked at him playing in the in the Europa League also as well this season. So um, what, and what as I said, what I've seen from him is super aggressive with without the ball. Really gets the team back into shape. Um, there's, there's there's very much shades of of a of, of a Claude McAuley type there with him, but with a, with that that aggression that you're beginning to see, I suppose, really with defensive midfielders now, almost like that Gattuso like aggression um, that you would see uh, from from a defensive midfielder um, of of his ilk as well. But in possession, he's quite good as well. Uh, he likes to help the team build up, but he's very he's got got pretty good defensive. Uh, Sorry, not pretty good. He's got really good defensive positioning as well. Loves to to uh, come into that pivot point. Obviously, plays mostly as a six when you're in there. Um, would be a very very good accompaniment to Bubakar Kamara or to a Douglas Luiz in there. And I'm not saying that if we sign this guy, he's going to usurp anybody within the team. Obviously, whoever we sign is going to need to come in and complement the team. That's one of the reasons why maybe the fifty to sixty million pound mark for him may be something that uh, uh, you know maybe hard for Aston Villa fans to to believe. That we would spend that on somebody uh, to come into a position or into a, a, a point in the team where we have two very good players at the moment, but we have two very good players there at the moment. So, you know, for tactical flexibility, if Una Emery wants to continue to play this formation going forward, which we don't even know if that is the case, um, maybe that might be the reason that somebody like this might come in. But he's really good at, at positioning himself at the base of that anchor, that number six position, really good vision in the pass as well, uh, very good at, at, at playing long balls. Uh, mostly out to the flanks, which does suit an Unai Emery type tactic as well. We've seen those long diagonal balls. Ugarte is very good at that uh, as well. His vision is quite good. Um, yeah, look, he's going to miss some passes because uh, he's young. He's 22. He's he's, he's not the, he's not an absolute you know complete stonewall uh, can't miss player. You know he's going to miss some passes in that in, in from from those points of view, but. Um, you know, the fact that he's so young and he's got this comfortability on the ball and he's settled into into European football is is, is absolutely great to see as well. Um, so let's take a little look at some of his uh, some of his numbers here, which I think you'll find are very, very um, eye opening here. So let's take a little look at him in conjunction with regards to John McGinn, Bubakar Kamara and Douglas Luiz. OK, so we're going to start off here firstly. So as I say, he is right footed there. His current market value is 25 million euros. There is a, a buyout clause for Ugarte around. I can't remember. I've seen it being mentioned that somewhere between 50 and 60 million. Um, if, if if you are to get him, you're going to need to get up close to that mark, which, look, as I say, Aston Villa have never spent that money on, it, on, on a player before. So it is something that you do have to bear in mind. But looking at his heat map there, you can see he very much is a side to side. 
um, edge of the box to edge of the box player. You know, he's going to be all over the place. He, it's it's bright red there. It's scarlet red. He gets around every single blade of grass in that box there. And as we know, Unai Emery does like to play that box midfield, that narrow midfield. This guy can car- can, can uh, cover across that midfield for you, whether you want to play him in that, in, in uh, if you want to play him in a, in a, in a situation whereby one six takes one half of the field and another six takes another half of the field, or if a player goes forward and he minds the house at home, he's going to be able to do that for you. He's really, really um, good in his, from his positioning point of view, uh, as we can see there. Uh, looking at the radial map that I've done here, tackles-wise, he comes in, he's, the, he's one of the top tacklers in all of Europe for the defensive midfielder position, uh, coming in the 99th percentile, which is absolutely fantastic. And when we see him there, he uh, the, the number that he has doesn't even fit on the page that we have here. It's far above. Um, I actually had to just put it there above where the tackles per 90 is because it would have um, it would have jumped off the actual page if I had it there. I need to need to re-up my, my my graph there as I do them manually, as you'll see there, as some of the lines don't join up there. Uh, Interceptions-wise as well, he comes in uh, right up in the top 99%. So he's in the top percent of all players in Europe um, at, at, uh, at intercepting the ball and at tackling. So when you're looking for a defensive midfielder, this guy gets his foot in there and gets stuck in for sure. Um, ball recoveries. Again, what we can see there, he's right up there as well. He's in the top 99% in ball recoveries in the middle of midfield. So if you're looking for somebody to come in, disrupt, to, to break up play, to allow you to, to, to turn defense into attack, this guy is going to be able to do it. Because when we look at it here as well, we look at the rest of his, uh, of his numbers here. From a passing point of view, he's got a really decent passing percentage at 91.5%. And yes, a lot of those are sideways and short, short intermediate levels, but he can, can pick that long pass as well, as I mentioned previously. That long raking pass out to, out to maybe uh, free up a, uh, a winger um, or a, a, wide, a wide midfielder or a striker running into the channels. He can pick out that pass as well. So he has that in his arsenal. But we look for players that want to keep the ball, retain the ball. And how can you start an attack really well? But having somebody who can put their foot in the ball, turn and pass that off to another player successfully. And he does it 91.5% of the time, which once again puts him in the top 1% of all defensive midfielders in Europe. So I'm painting a picture of somebody who's very, very competent here. And while I understand most of these statistics would be in Portugal, where he's expected to excel, lest we forget he played in European football as well this season too. So he hasn't exactly played against a very low level of competition. So these are decent, decent numbers. And when we look as well, as I mentioned, with regards to his passing and his ability to pass the ball, just look at his progressive pass, uh, progressive passes there. Yes, they come in at the 36 percentile, but when we look at them in comparison to the rest of uh, the players that we have within our team, he's right up there with Abubakar Kamara in how he passes the ball forward. And now we know Bubakar Kamara is good at passing the ball forward. So that's a really interesting one for me. So we're bringing him in here and he's going, like if he's able to play at a higher defensive level than some of the players that we have, it allows those other players to maybe move forward, to maybe join in an attack. Maybe it allows Bubakar Kamara to maybe go back in to become a centre half. Maybe we don't need to buy a centre half if we buy this guy. Maybe Bubakar Kamara assimilates back into that centre half position again and um, becomes a centre half. I don't know. I'm not suggesting that that's the case. I'm just suggesting, remember, we're trying to find players, we're trying to find types, we're trying to find idiosyncrasies, we're trying to find uh, trying to find traits for these players. That may be something that Una Emery is trying to think of, think of when he is um, trying to put together this team for the next season. 
But all in all, I think this guy is pretty decent. I think you would have to admit, even when you look at his dribbling, uh, at his dribbling numbers there, he attempts quite a lot of dribbles for a defensive midfielder, 2.7 um, per game, which puts him in the top 88 percentile in Europe. So he, can, he completes an awful lot of dribbles and he's successful 53% of the time on those, which is quite, quite good. Yes, he gets dispossessed some, sometimes, but you show me a defensive midfielder or a midfielder that doesn't get dispossessed. And those dispossessed, that dispossession statistic is going to be um, a bit higher because he attempts more dribbles. Now, I fortunately, I don't have the a statistic as to where he attempts those dribbles, whether they're in the midfield third, but um, the, fa- the, 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 the fact still remains that he is a pretty good dribbler of the ball, so he can't carry that ball out of defence as far as he needs to. And as I mentioned previously, when he does get into that attacking third, looking at his heat map there, and that heat map is only indicative of the areas of the field that he plays in, but when you watch him play, if he gets caught in that, in that attacking third, you watch him press. It's impressive. It really is impressive the way that he gets from player to player to player, gets his head down and turns into a little pit bull when he's in that position as well, while not giving away too many fouls. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, interesting player. Really interesting player. As I say, once again, will he sign for Aston Villa? I, I, I don't know. Would I like him to sign for Aston Villa? I, I don't think there's a team in the Premier League who wouldn't like to have this guy on their books. And that is a fact. I, I, I think that, that, that there isn't a team in the Premier League looking at the statistics and what he's put down on, on paper, what he's put down on, on, on video over the last uh, last two years, a year and a half since he's been at Sporting. I don't think there's a Premier League team that isn't looking at him and going, well, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what he would look like within our team. Um, obviously, the type of team that will sign him will... will um, they're, like he's going to need some sort of acclimatization, I would imagine, into any um, in, into the Premier League. Uh, lots of players do, but I think that that, that this guy is a very, very important player. A very sorry, not important player. A very, very um, coveted player, and a, a player that I think that if Aston Villa were to sign him and the price was right, I think that Unai Emery would uh, would be able to find a position for him within this team because uh, you know you don't get people with these defensive numbers. Um, as often as you think, and uh, and as I said, being being a good defensive midfielder is very very pivotal. I think to uh, Unai Emery's system, and that's not to denigrate the players that we have here already in Bubakar Kamara and Douglas Louise. Arguably, at the start of the season, Bubakar Kamara was the best player we had in the team, and arguably at the end of the season, we're talking about Douglas Louise being player of the season. So, you know, it's 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 an interesting one. Paper never refused ink. It could just be all paper talk, as we all know. That is very much a case. It's happened already this, you know, that, that we may be linked with somebody and it may not happen. It has happened already this week. So let's bear that in mind. But a really interesting player. And should he sign for Aston Villa, we will dig into him 
an awful lot more. But um, from what I've seen in him, and obviously what uh, the numbers that he's put up, he is a very industrious and a very, very promising player and somebody I think that uh, will be on the radar of an awful lot of teams within Europe this season. So thanks very, very much, everybody, for watching. Um, if you are watching this and you haven't, and it's not 9.30 um, p.m. on Thursday, the 18th of, May, 18th of May, 2023, and please join us later on for our Liverpool preview. Myself and Paddy will be back with a Liverpool preview. We've also got a small bit of news as well we want to we um, give you guys. We've got a bit of an announcement um, for the podcast uh, that we want to we want to make on that tonight. So we'd love to have you join us tonight at 9.30 for our Liverpool preview. Hope you've enjoyed this. Um, I'm also going to come back with a piece uh, on another player that we've been linked with uh, tomorrow. And you guys will be able to catch that uh, as well tomorrow. So please subscribe to the, to the YouTube channel. Cost you nothing. Give this a thumbs up. And we will talk to you later on. So in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.